This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The new concern, can you get COVID-19 twice? I did not believe that it could happen again. Ben, the mayor of Portland, tear gassed in his own city. This is flat out urban warfare. And... Trapped after breaking his leg in a national park. Just excruciating, excruciating pain. His video diary. Help! Plus, what's it like taking the test President Trump took to prove he's of sound mind? Person, woman, man, camera, TV. This guy is the same age as Trump. He's going to take the test for us. Then, cosmetic surgery. Why it's becoming bigger than ever during the pandemic. I'm so happy with how my nose looks. Is it all because of Zoom? There's the Zoom phenomenon that brings a lot of patients in saying, I got to do something. Plus, back to school jitters. As the little ones return to the classroom. How to do it? 360. And the new Irish dancing sensation. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi, filling in for Deborah. I'm thrilled to be here at Inside Edition for my first day anchoring the show that I've admired so much. So let's begin. There are more worrisome numbers in the battle against COVID-19, with cases in the nation passing the 4 million mark. Now comes a growing concern that you can actually get the virus twice. This 29-year-old man is reeling today. He's battling COVID-19 for the second time. I was just in shock and denial. I did not believe that it could happen again. Carter Wright, a photographer from Nashville, contracted the virus in March. After a couple weeks, I got better and was healthy for however long, three plus months. Then right after the 4th of July, he got sick again. What do you say to all the people who've had COVID already and thinking they're in the clear? I could be one of the few cases that ever gets it twice. I don't know, but we need to take it seriously regardless. We can't um, presume immunity. But this story is certain to give us all hope. Larry Kelly is leaving the hospital after 128 days for the cheers of nurses and doctors who became his second family. The 64-year-old retired high school assistant principal was one of the first patients admitted to Mount Sinai Hospital in New York with COVID-19 back on March 17th. There were people dying all around me and I didn't. He spent 51 days on a ventilator and was at death's door. They pulled my family in. They brought them up one at a time to the glass to say goodbye. We caught up with Larry today, back home in the loving embrace of his wife Dawn and daughter Jackie. His triumph over the deadly virus has earned him the nickname Miracle Larry. I promise I will never stop fighting. And uh, I kept my promise. I was pretty glad about that. 
And the White House is on alert today after a worker at the cafeteria tested positive for the virus. That was across the street. Uh, there was contact tracing done, and it was determined that there was no significant contact with anyone over in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. Trump just made his strongest statement yet in support of face masks. Wear a mask, socially distance, and repeatedly wash your hands. But there are still plenty of people out there who are stubbornly refusing to wear a mask. I have a right to my pizza. This woman kicked up a fuss when she was asked to leave a pizza parlor in Washington. This lady is actually holding a mask at a bakery in California, but she refuses to put it on. They're putting all of us at risk. She blew at the other customers who chastised her. And a new concern you may not have thought about. When you're in your car, you don't need your mask, but what do you do with it? Many of us have been hanging it on the rearview mirror. It seems like the perfect place, right? Big mistake. It turns out it can be dangerous because it can obstruct your view. Place them in the center console or in your purse or in your pocket even, or even the glove box. Put it somewhere where you're not going to be tempted to reach for it when you're driving. There are a lot more safer places to store these things than on that rearview mirror. Turning now to Portland, where there was another night of unrest as demonstrators once again clash with federal agents. At one point, tear gas was deployed into the crowd, and one of those left choking was the mayor. Les Trent has details. The embattled mayor of Portland tear gassed by federal agents. Inside Edition cameras were there as Mayor Ted Wheeler was caught in a cloud of gas. His only protection, a pair of goggles and a face mask. The mayor was heckled as he pushed through the crowd outside the federal courthouse in what was meant to be a show of solidarity with protesters. You're just as bad as them. You're just as bad as them, Ted. After standing his ground for several rounds of tear gas, the liberal mayor spoke to reporters. I'm not going to lie. Stings. It's hard to breathe. I saw nothing that provoked this response. This is flat out urban warfare. And it's got to stop now. And when he left the protest, garbage was thrown, narrowly missing him just as he reached the sanctuary of his office. Back at the federal courthouse, the chaos continued for the 56th day. This time, protesters tried a new tactic, using lasers to blind federal officers. Meantime, the cleanup continued in New York City today after cops cleared out a park near City Hall that had been taken over by protesters for more than a month. Look at the mess that was left behind. There is an amazing amount of graffiti throughout this entire area, much of it too vulgar to put on television. Cleaning it up is going to be a hard task. We're told it could take weeks to get these historic buildings clean again. Governor Andrew Cuomo called on the mayor to clean it up ASAP. Graffiti is not COVID. It's not. It's spray paint on a building. It's another sign of the K. President Trump spoke on Fox News last night, talking in greater detail than ever before about the cognitive test he says he passed with flying colors. But what's it really like to take the test? Who better to find out than a man who's the same age as Trump? Stephen Fabian tells us how he did. The president can't seem to stop talking about that cognitive test he recently took. It's actually not that easy, but for me it was easy. He did it again last night on Fox News. They say, that's amazing. 
How did you do that? So this is the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test, which is easily accessible on the internet. We believe this is the test that the president took. So we have our friend Sheldon Stone here. He's going to take the test for us. Sheldon, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Here we go. First question. Please draw a line going from a number to a letter in ascending order. Draw a clock, put in all the numbers, and set the time to 10 past 11. Tell me the name of this animal. Lion. Tell me the name of this animal. Rhinoceros. Tell me the name of this animal. Camel. I read some words to you earlier. Tell me as many of those words as you can remember. Face, velvet, church, daisy, red. You nailed all the words. I knew I would. Dr. Thea Gallagher is a clinical psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania. This is a test that, um, if, that if you do not have cognitive dysfunction, this is a test that you should pass um, unless you have some form of mild to moderate cognitive dysfunction. The president has challenged his rival Joe Biden to take the same cognitive test. Biden says he will prove his mental acuity on the debate stage. What was your assessment? What did you think of the test? Was it difficult? Was it easy? I thought it was really easy. The president was the one who asked his doctors to give him the cognitive test to prove his mental acuity to the news media. Now a terrifying story of a man who spent 40 hours trapped in a national park after he broke his leg and was unable to walk through the rough desert terrain to get help. Help! Help! A desperate cry for help as an injured hiker is left stranded in the desert with no one around for miles. My problem is... I can't stand, I can't turn, I can't sit, I certainly can't walk. Robert Ringo was hiking in the Joshua Tree National Park in the Mojave Desert, the temperatures reaching a scorching 106 degrees when he fell on rocks in the rugged terrain. With no cell service, the 67-year-old turned his camera on himself to record what he feared might be his last days. Probably nobody will ever see this. He tried to crawl his way to his car. It was parked less than a mile away, but his pain was unimaginable. You can see how my, my foot is just flopping. Ringo survived eating juniper berries. Fortunately, he also had extra water and made a canopy out of his hat, but supplies were running low. His predicament was growing more dire by the minute. After 40 excruciating hours, help finally arrived. It was a miracle. 40 hours later, a helicopter's here and I'm here and I couldn't see his eyes, but I knew we met. At any point, did you think nobody is going to find me? When I parked in my car to go to the walk, I sent my location to my son. But there being no cell signal, he had no idea. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I mean, extremely well, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. <laughs> Just and physically, I'm doing great. Help! Help! Robert is quite the trooper. He's planning on returning to hiking after his leg heals. In the midst of all the questions about his mental state, Kanye West has been spotted out in public and of all places, Walmart, in what's being described as a moment of retail therapy. Attention Walmart shoppers, Kanye West is shopping for back to school clothes for his kids. There he is in the kids aisle, then he makes a pit stop in the men's section. He's wearing a mask as he browses the local Walmart in Cody, Wyoming, where he has been staying since his public meltdown. I don't want to put it on 
West is shopping with music producer Damon Dash, who apparently flew to Wyoming to do a wellness check. Look at that shopping cart filled full of items, including a backpack. People Magazine is quoting sources as saying that Kanye and his wife Kim Kardashian had discussed ending their marriage in recent years. Both sides feel the marriage is over, the magazine reports. On Friday, Kanye West is releasing a new album called Donda, named for his late mother. There's been a lot of debate over whether or not schools should open in the middle of the pandemic. In some states in the South, the new school year has already started. And the safety precautions in place may be what we see across the rest of the nation come September. Megan Alexander has details. For some kids, school has already opened again. But it's a very different place than it used to be. Who knows the correct way to wear a mask? Yes, Nash. You put it above your nose and make sure it's covering your mouth as well. The Alcoa Elementary School outside Knoxville, Tennessee, is one of the first schools in the nation to reopen. And the new precautions start straight away with temperature checks. 97.9. Let's go, buddy. That goes for teachers and even for parents who are just dropping off their kids. 97.6. Hand washing is more important than ever. Behind us, the kids are learning how to fill up their water bottles because the drinking fountains are closed. Okay, New to the curriculum, sure. social distancing. Oh, you want to move just a little bit this way? Kind of do a 360 there. The classrooms are looking a lot smaller because only 20% of the students are allowed on campus one day per week. So today, the students attending have the last names D through H. It's been a pretty agonizing decision. But we do have parents that want their kids in school. A nurse is now on staff for the kids. We have a plan in place if they get sick during the day, they're going to come here and be quarantined until we can get their parents to come pick them up. The youngsters are kept a safe distance apart in the half-empty lunchroom, too. At the food stations, plastic wrap forms an added barrier. I asked some of the youngsters about the hot-button issue of the day. You have to wear these masks. How do they feel? Um, it feels fine because my mom made these. Your mom made your mask. That's cool. But you say a little bit itchy. A textbook example of the new face of American education. Parents who are not comfortable with their children physically attending class can still opt for remote learning. And we've told you how many businesses are moving their operations outside to stay open during the pandemic. Well, that now includes hair salons. But what's it like to get spruced up in the great outdoors? We went to some salons following the new guidelines to find out. Look who we spotted at the outdoor salon. It's actress Jill Whelan, a.k.a. Vicky from The Love Boat. Inside Edition is there when Jill arrives for her outdoor hair appointment. Thank you for wearing a mask. Immediately she goes through the required protocol, sanitizing her hands and having her temperature taken at Trim A Salon in Studio City. With all indoor salons in California ordered closed, this is how it's done when someone wants to have their hair done these days. Your hair is really, really long. I know. The challenges I'm finding are the stylists don't want to come back and work on the patio, and I can't blame them. A lot of people don't want to work outside, but I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to keep fighting because if I can show how safe it is, then maybe they'll let us work indoors again. Jill receives a cut and blowout. I feel fabulous, all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> At Salon Passione, owner Chad Brunicelli lugs heavy salon equipment to an outdoor tent every morning. Right now it feels good to be able to work a little bit, but I want to go back to full force. This client is getting a cut and color, but she's not permitted to go inside for a rinse. 
so her hair is wrapped in plastic and she's sent home to wash it. Mary drives away, then returns so Chad can finish. You look great, Mary. How do you like it? I love it. Salons operating under a tent like one of the ones we visited must have one side open to allow for airflow. Back with more after this. Next, cosmetic surgery. Why it's becoming bigger than ever during the pandemic. I'm so happy with how my nose looks. Is it all because of Zoom? There's the Zoom phenomenon that brings a lot of patients in saying, I got to do something. And the new Irish dancing sensation. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. She's a sensation on TikTok for mastering the art of Irish dancing. Her fancy footwork has even caught the attention of Riverdance. She spoke with our Amber Cogliano. She's the Irish step dancer who's becoming a social media sensation. 20-year-old Morgan Bullock is a rarity in the world of Irish dance. They don't fit the typical mold of what most people would picture an Irish dancer to look like. Irish dancing has been a pretty homogenous sport to take part of. It's very white dominated. We caught up with Morgan today in her hometown of Richmond, Virginia, where she showed us her moves. She frequently pairs her Irish dancing with hip hop music. Like in this video, which has more than a million views on TikTok. It just got so much more attention than I expected. It was amazing. Morgan says she has received some negative comments about what some see as cultural appropriation, but the overwhelming response has been positive. What was your reaction to comments about cultural appropriation? I just chose to take it as kind of a teaching moment and just kind of highlight the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. I've loved being an Irish dancer and I've always been so proud to be an Irish dancer. Her viral video even caught the attention of the former Prime Minister of Ireland who tweeted, some brilliant moves there. Hope you can dance in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day 2021. We'd love to have you over. And Riverdance, the popular Irish dance show invited her to perform with them on tour. We love the fact that she's pushing the boundaries in terms of what river dance and Irish dancing is. It makes me feel just so happy knowing that I can put a smile on people's face during this very difficult time. Morgan fell in love with Irish dancing at age 10. What a talent. And when we come back, why plastic surgery is booming in the age of COVID-19. There's one business that hasn't been hurting due to the pandemic, plastic surgery. <laughs> the popularity of Zoom is leading to a surprising consequence, a big hike in cosmetic surgery. There's the Zoom phenomenon, so people spend all day looking at their video feed, usually from the worst possible angle and with terrible lighting, and that brings a lot of patients in saying, I got to do something. Just have a seat. 18-year-old Olivia Silberstein, who broke her nose playing soccer, is here for a nose job before she heads off to the University of Florida. Another teen going under the knife? Real Housewives of New Jersey star Teresa Judice's daughter, Gia, just posted, Yes, I got a nose job. Yes, I'm swollen. I am an adult now. This has been an insecurity of mine for a while, and I've never been happier. Olivia feels the same way. She says she's ready to start college and deal with all the issues of the pandemic with confidence, thanks to her new nose. I'm so happy with how my nose looks. And the doctor says this may be the perfect time to have a touch-up on the down low. People aren't uh, 
socializing as much and they're uh, walking around wearing masks. So it's actually an ideal time to recover from surgery. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, Botox injections were the most commonly sought treatment during this stay-at-home order, followed by breast augmentations. And when we come back, you'll never believe what the nursery cam captured. Finally, kids do the darndest things. Call her the girl on the flying chandelier. This toddler grabs hold of the chandelier and uses it as a swing. Next up, the circus. And yes, mom has now removed the chandelier. And that's Inside Edition for today. I'm Mary Calvi, in for Deborah Norville. Thanks for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.